Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothband back in the chair and a very happy blue year to everyone. We've had a very long break over Christmas and the New Year and a lot has happened in the league, in the cup and off the field. To discuss that and much more, I have four guests with me. I normally say three at this point, of course, but I have four guests this week. The first is the finest journalist and author ever to be called Stuart Brodkin. <laughs> it's Stuart Brodkin. Hello. Yes, Welcome. that's me. Yes. Uh, and the second guest is the ever popular Lisa Rabinovitz. Hello. And the third and fourth guests. Well, we have the two Ronnies. We have Little and Large. We have Mercer and Allison. You've got Morecambe and Wise, and we've got Graham and Finlay Reid. Welcome. It's been months. Welcome back, the two of you. Good evening. Hello. Uh, months and months. But you have to come together. Graham cannot come, come on his own. He has to bring Finlay with him. And Finlay has grown about 25 inches since we last saw him. Uh, you're both very welcome. The Man City Show is back for the season by Ladbrooks. Go to bet.citypodcast.net for all their latest odds and offers. Can we just start quickly and get out of the way the 7-0 drubbing of Rotherham in the FA Cup on Sunday. Pep would have been criticised for disrespecting the competition if he'd played all the kids. He didn't, of course, but then he got criticised for not giving the academy players a chance. He can't win, can he? No. No. That's a very well, short answer. Exactly. But, but I just want to get out of the way, really, because he can't win. But any, Lisa, were there really any lessons particularly from the 7-0 win over Rotherham, would you say? Um, I think... What I was pleased to see was they were still all fighting. In a, not ex- they didn't have to fight as hard as they did the previous match, but I think that had been missing from a few matches before. So it was good to see they still... And also the fact we did score seven. We've, we don't always do that, so we just didn't, we didn't take our foot off the gas. I like that. Not the, not the greatest uh, opposition. No disrespect to Rotherham United, of course, no, Stuart. No, it was but, pretty uh, easy because Guardiola was in charge of both teams. He was. <laughs> I thought it was him when he came out. Well, Stuart Brennan of the Manchester Evening yeah. News even tweeted that Pep is wearing a Yorkshire flag. Oh, you later... really? No, he, he did. did. And I people did take the opportunity to say, yeah. you know, watch the fucking game or something. But uh, he um, got it wrong. They, they, they look very, they look very similar. The big, the big thing, the big plus for me was De Bruyne. Um, he looks pretty fit to me, or nearly fit, and he's going to make a big difference in the second half of the season. But you know, he was rolling. I thought the other night. Other lessons, uh, Graham, for you? Um, well, he didn't play the kids because he, he had eight changes and he's got to get all those guys on the field. They're obviously sitting there week in, walkers of the world. They want to play football. They're good footballers. Um, so possibly with the exception of the young lad who played at Leicester, 
who could have played in front of Stones. They, that was the team. He was, it was obvious he was going to pick. Are you going to pick it ourselves? It's not obvious. The goalkeeper. I was surprised after I thought he'd probably give Murich a chance, but we but we saw uh, we saw our regular keeper in goal. Uh, yeah, I thought Murich would play, but I didn't think Edison was the right choice because I think give Murich experience in those sort of leagues, and Edison plays week in week out, and after a big game against Liverpool. Let him relax, let Murich play, give him some confidence, and then Edison come back for the Premier League. And what did you enjoy most then, for, other than sorry, knocking seven goals in? What, what else gave you? We've had comments about people fighting, uh, we had the opportunity to see De Bruyne back to full fitness. Other things that kind of caught your eye in the Rotherham game, Finley? Uh, I really noticed recently that we hadn't been scoring as many goals. We weren't as clinical as we were, and seven goals is obviously a lot more than we have been scoring so I thought that was a positive sign although Jesus did miss a couple of chances so I <laughs> <laughs> he could have had 10 couldn't he before before half time yeah but that was a positive sign that we were scoring a lot more and um, Sterling looked back to his best because he was having a bit of a rough patch recently and looked sharp and quick Graham can we before we Get to the Liverpool game. Can, we've, we've missed quite a few games here. We had a long break o- over Christmas and the New Year. It, can we just look back and, and, and rather than going through every single game, do you have what do you think the reasons were for the losses um, against Crystal Palace and Leicester? Oh, and, and, would, and would you blame, blame Pep particularly? For no, not at all. Firstly, not at all. Secondly, it's been coming. We went to the West Ham game and we won 4 0 at West Ham. It was the first time. We, we're very lucky. We've been to 20 odd games this year. So, um, we went to the West Ham game, they won 4-0. They weren't great. They were good, obviously, 4-0, deserved to win. But slowly but surely over the, that month, and I, know, and I haven't been on the podcast, but we've watched and we've said, it's coming, it's coming, this performance is coming. They weren't the hardest field early in the season, Southampton's, they were getting sixes and sevens, and they were bright and quick. The, kicking off in the beginning of a game, and it often tells you a lot the first five minutes, they were slow, ponderous. And uh, the Crystal Palace game, yes, if you come out of space and never seen... Man City was still the best team. They were the best team against Leicester, if you actually judged the game. But that spark, the spark that we saw against Rotherham, which is the positive point that Stuart made, is that they were at it from the first minute. And they weren't against... And the fact that they played Stones... We went to Leicester in, in the Cup, and they played Stones. Fair enough, it's the Cup. And, you know, he can't play middle midfield. He can't. The ball comes to him, and he can't see over his shoulder. And he needs, he needs to see the game in front of him. And then to, the fact that he played against Palace was absolutely remarkable. Remarkable in the middle of midfield. Because anybody who's, who, who could see the game would know that he couldn't play middle of midfield quickly. He has to go side, the way he's facing. He can't see over his shoulder like decent midfield players. So the results were coming. They also got a bit unlucky. The, the, the goal from Leicester was fantastic. The goal from Townsend, obviously fantastic. They scored goals at the right time. But I don't think they deserve to lose both games, is the truth. Um, but had they lost one, which was probably more fair, that would have rattled them a little bit. So- I, 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 hate, I hate to interrupt your full float, but, no. but just a couple of points. You, you say it's not Pep's fault, but he persevered with Stones in, in that, that holding midfield. And secondly, you said they sl- started slowly. So that's, that's the manager well, to the, get them geared well, no, up and I, wound I think, up and get them to start well, yeah, quickly, but it's been it? coming. Why you, not blame the manager? To be, to be fair, Nigel, it's been coming. You, you had to see the games before you... Um, funny enough, the best they played from West Ham until... Liverpool, was Chelsea first half and they managed to lose that game and they were fantastic for 44 minutes, which I'm sure you've covered. But the... Yes, OK, you can blame Pep for playing John Stones there, but you've probably got to blame more the, the hierarchy 
he obviously asked for a middle, middle of midfield defensive cover for Fernandinho. And when Fernandinho was either tired or not great, um, the... Um, sorry, I've just been interrupted, haven't I? Yeah, it, it, we didn't have a replacement. And they should have got themselves a decent replacement. Well, they tried, didn't they? Didn't they? He went to Chelsea instead, didn't he? Yeah, but that's... You, you, Sometimes you've got to, you've got to, if you need somebody and you're, you're, you want to win all four competitions, they're going to struggle to win all four competitions without a Fernandinho replacement. All right. Lisa, did you, do you agree with Gray? Why did we lose? I remember your comments about, you know, what's going to happen over yeah. these next three or four games while I, we're away. I did, and, and I did, you did say. say. You I, did say. I, I mean, I was the only one in the last podcast who said Liverpool would be top of the league after, yeah. by now. Um, I was the only one who said I didn't think it was a given that we'd win all three matches before that. I didn't expect what happened to happen. Um, but I, I thought we might, I actually thought we might struggle away. I, the Crystal Palace one really shocked me. But I agree with Graham, it had been coming. I think we, you know, we, we had just been kind of getting away with it. Um, we'd been doing enough. But for whatever reason, you know, yes, Crystal Palace scored a great goal. And Leicester scored a great goal. Why is it that these teams always score great goals against <laughs> us? It's it's more. There's more to it than just we're letting them have the shot for a start. Um, but a Crystal Palace scored next to no goals. They scored three goals against us. So we, I think, and and you know, I'm not a big fan of Mendy, but I actually think we really missed someone like Mendy against Crystal Palace. Would have been a bit more direct. Just would have a bit of pace, a bit more direct. You're a big fan of Mendy's, aren't you? Finley um, I don't think he's great I was very excited about him last <laughs> yeah. season I got his shirt and I thought he was a funny person <laughs> his it. social media was hilarious and then he got on the pitch and it was a bit of a letdown oh, really Finley generally I completely agree with you I, like, I, I, I would never choose him no. in most circumstances however against I, I just found myself thinking what were we missing in that game yeah. because we just it was just so it was ponderous it was yeah, we had a lot of possession. But we didn't really do that much with it. We were, we just seemed to be tired. The the other problem with left back, of course, is that we we did have a replacement last year that that seemed to work. I mean, he's not a natural left back. Um, he's a, he's a midfielder, yeah. uh, England's captain. Yeah. Uh, but he's not. He did a good job. For some reason, he hasn't been able to adapt this year. Sinchenko is, doesn't quite have the maturity. You know, Mendy's not reliable other than, as Finley rightly says on social media, is world-class. So, so Pep, to pick up any criticism as far as you're concerned, Stuart, or is um, it just a whole series of circumstances think, and wonder goals? I think the latter. I think, uh, first of all, you can never second-guess what team Pep's going to put out. I mean, you were, Finley was talking about Murik yesterday. I thought he'd play. I think probably 95% of people thought he would play, and he didn't. But, you know, with Stones in that position... I, I, I thought he would make that position. Um, he would be OK in that position against teams like Palace and Leicester, but it didn't work out, obviously. When have we scored two goals like Townsend and Pereira scored? Maybe Walker last season uh, from range, but we don't score goals like that. And most players don't score goals like that in their lifetime. But what about the slow and ponderous stuff that, yeah, that Graham I think, talked about? I think, I, think think right. a, I yeah. think the wonder goals happen, and they will sure, happen sure. throughout a But two in, two in two games. Sure, OK, but, but we have unlucky. been slower. We haven't had yeah, the slightly, intensity. We, have the build we don't press slower. as much as we do. Yeah. All of that yeah, stuff. Possibly right. That's yeah, the manager's could, fault, isn't it? I think you can always tell, like you've just said, that when City are not at it 100%, that they start slowly. I think the first 10, 15 minutes, you can always tell how they're going to perform. Sometimes half-time, you know, change things around. But I think when they kick off, you can see how they're going to play from, 
from the off, and they weren't really sparkling, I didn't think. And, and as, as Lisa said, that, those results have been coming. Maybe not three of them altogether, but one of them at least. Um, we've got to talk about the Liverpool game. Yes. Uh, so let, let's do that. Uh, and Lisa, you, you can start because, as, as you rightly said, you know, to be fair, uh, the last podcast we had of, of 2018, you, you really were, were quite clear. You felt that Liverpool had the, the momentum. You, you said quite clearly you felt that we'd be still in two cup competitions and Liverpool would be ahead. And you're absolutely right. Could have been 10 points we could have been sitting here. As it happens, it's, it's four because of a magnificent, wonderful, brilliant night at the Etihad, which was just fantastic. Just just, just give us your reflections then and your thoughts on, on that night. And what an atmosphere. Because it, it, it's like, it was something else, wasn't it? It was an incredible atmosphere. Um, I can't pretend to say I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I was, inc- I was just so nervous. I was shaking from a combination of being freezing cold and just my heart was racing. Um, it was, you know, I've always said, even before we were seven points behind them, that we needed to beat them at home. Um, and that it was even more important. Some people still thought it was okay if we got a draw, but I just didn't agree with that. I still think it's going to be difficult, but we've made it a lot less difficult than it could have been. But I think in some ways that's what makes the Palace and Leicester results significantly more frustrating. Um, but we, we were excellent. I mean, from, and this is a very good example from, from almost the very beginning. I mean, Bernardo was possessed. Yeah. I think, you know, they've still... He's, he's just made his way down to London. He's still running. I have no idea what... I, you know, it's... Eight, eight and a half miles he, he, he ran yeah. on the night. Yeah, record, yeah. He... The thing is, uh, recently I've thought he's been a bit below par. Um, and and so, I, you know, it, it's concerned me. But um, he seems to be back. If that's an indication of him being back, then great. But just, uh, you cannot... I don't think you could fault a single one of our players. I know Silver was a bit, David Silver was a bit, yeah. uh, but I'm he not sure if Laporte looked the he... most comfortable left back I've ever seen. Yeah, but, um, so no. yeah, but he did a <laughs> job. Uh, he did a job. Yeah, I'm not sure it was a great job, and I hate to criticise City players. I thought, I thought, I agree with Graham. I thought he was awful at left back. I have to say, you could just tell that's but not he, where he's, he's used played, to play. He's played there before and been awful. The fact yeah. of the matter is, we didn't have much. No, fortunately. Else. Can I just talk, before we get on to the game, just talk about the atmosphere for a second? Because City and City fans have been criticised yeah. in the past. You know, the empty had. I didn't see many spare seats that night, although there's lots of rumours just because of where the website um, things pop up, that people thinking there were loads of tickets available. Of course, there weren't. It was sold out. But the atmosphere from the first moment, there was yeah. maybe a, a 10 minute spell after Liverpool scored where we went yeah, a bit the quiet. Crowd was nervous, the, I think. A little point, bit. Yeah. But I think it was, yeah, why can't we generate that? Sort I don't of know. If we could do that every that week, it was we, something. Special. We would be home and dry. I mean, we've won the league without having an atmosphere like that three times. But in big games, the crowd gets up for it. Uh, why can't it get up for it for every game? I think a lot of the time it's a bit like going to the theatre. You're waiting for something to happen. You're it's such an upmarket podcast. This is you know going Pardon? to the theatre. I mean, how often do you go to the theatre? It's the last thing you <laughs> went to see at the theatre. Recently, I was at the theatre. Oh, anyway, dear. no, but I think the crowd was 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 our twelfth man. I mean, absolutely. It, I know it's a cliche, but it, I think it was true. Uh, and also, the booing of the Liverpool team. Well, it's all of that stuff. Exactly. All the only stuff. thing that was lacking that we didn't burn their coach down. But there you go. Yeah, well, we're not, we're not going to do that because we're not like that. Graham, just, just quickly touch on Laporte for me because you've clearly got a view. We talked about left-back and you said he was awful and so on. What, what, what would you have done? I mean, you, I no, know he, you... He had to do what he did. I don't think he had was he the only choice. Op- he was the only, the, only, the only other choice was Danilo and play, play Walker. But, no, he, he likes to have that left foot. And hence, Laporte has been fantastic most of the year. He likes that left-sided 
centre half to go always go left because obviously it's natural on that foot as the other way on the right. So he did the right thing, um, but as you've already pointed out, Nigel, he looked awful. Um, and he did us a job, and let's hope he never has to go back there. <laughs> and having been Southampton on the whatever day that was, Sunday, last Sunday, Zinchenko, obviously, going forward, is a lovely little footballer, you know, and much better than Delph, and in times better than Mendy, um, with the ball at his feet, very comfortable, his first touch is good. But defensively, he's all... I mean, as Finley points out to me on a regular basis, he's a number... We brought him as a number 10 dad, he says. Yeah. So don't moan at him, but he is hopeless at left-back defensively. And we couldn't have played him in a game like that because he'd have got murdered. And what was the difference then against Liverpool, Graham? What, 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 they had well, been they, unbeaten all season. Desire. Desire. Pure and simple But desire. they wanted it, Two didn't great they? teams. Um, well, I think, as Stuart said about... Or at least, I can't remember, Bernardo Silva. He's... he's I mean, he's obviously a very intricate little footballer, and I agree he hasn't been great. We are been moaning about him last five or six games. But he went out there, and the slight difference between the two teams, and we just about deserved to win, purely and simply on desire. They just wanted it more. The Bernardo Silva summing that all up. Um, Fernandinho went through early on. Robertson came out to defend, uh, and he just went through him. Just went straight through him. That sort of thing... And it's difficult, the atmosphere. I, I disagree slightly. We go there every week, obviously. You, you, we're all very, very lucky. We see some wonderful football, but sometimes you go there expecting it. Oh, my God, it's Huddersfield, it's Southampton. We know, Rotherham. How can you possibly... And there are games where you're winning 3-0 after 20 minutes, and it's wonderful to watch. And David Silva is just the best player I've ever seen live on a regular basis. And I wax lyrical about it. But let's be totally honest, between minutes 20 and 90, it was quite interesting. Went to Leicester... And it was 1-1. And it was quite exciting at 1-1. Quite enjoyed it. Even though we ended up losing. And I'm certain at some point there will be a Super League, a European Super League. Because I'd rather come fifth in that and get games like we had last week than thrashing Huddersfield 6-0. It's not my idea of fun. And sometimes it is, it's lovely to watch six. Because obviously we've all been there when they lost in division, whatever it was, two, uh, whatever, you know, two leagues down. But... The entertainment value is much better, much more exciting when the games are closer. And I'd rather play Liverpool and Arsenal, Man United every week. Um, but there you go, we can't, and that's where we're at. Hence the atmosphere. So, so as far as your dad's concerned, it was desire. There were two fantastic goals as well. I mean, Aguero's, I'm not sure how many players on the planet would find the space, find the angle, find the shot against not a bad goalkeeper to get that through. And then, of course, Sarnes, who finished it off beautifully as well. Just uh, your thoughts and reflections on the goals in particular then, Finley. Uh, I thought that they were both excellent goals. Uh, should have been a few more. But Aguero's especially was a great touch. Uh, Lovren was caught out with his pace a little bit. But to get it in from that angle and hit it so hard, it was quite similar to the De Gea one against United uh, in terms of the angle and the the power of the shot. But I think both goalkeepers could have done better, um, to be honest. But, you know, he's just a world-class striker and there's not many people in the Premier League that can do that. And goal line technology helped us out for once. Bit of technology coming in 11 millimetres, I'm told, was the, uh, was the final analysis. I don't think Stones has quite had the credit. I, 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 you could probably argue it was his fault in the first place. Or for me, I always think the goalkeeper has to take control in those situations. I was always told, I think, in that situation, the goalkeeper's got to command that situation. He whacked it against Edison. But, you know, it was him against Salah. And, and he got there first. And uh, he actually managed to hook it away. So it's a, I thought it was a, a great piece of defending in the end from, from Stones. Yeah, it was a, a really good clearance. But 
I don't think I think it was chaos in the box. I don't think you could blame Edison or Stones. They're obviously both trying to get it away. Edison's done the right thing, so is Stones, and it's just happened to be a bit unlucky. And if it went in, it would have been a bit unlucky. But it was a good build up from Liverpool to be fair for the goal. Uh, for the mark before Mane hit the post and Stones shows surprising pace quite a lot actually because he does seem to catch up uh, with other strikers and there's obviously quick ones like Salah in the Premier League and he always seems to show pace and strength even though he doesn't look quite strong he uh, gets his body in the way and I've been really impressed with him uh, this and last season Company on Salah um, just a yellow as far as the referee was concerned Your... great, great quote by him afterwards as well loved it yeah, well, remind, remind us what the quote was Graham I can't on this show oh ok <laughs> but he did mouth something some lip readers think they called, called him a pussy pus- called him a pussy I think didn't he when yeah. he walked past him on the, uh, on the pitch your, your thoughts I know you, you play the game yourself at a reasonable level Finley it's fair yellow you would have been a bit upset if someone had came in and challenged you studs up like that thought they should have got a red if that was against you what are your thoughts no I would have to be honest at the time watching it at the game I didn't think it was a foul and then after Things seeing have, didn't it, think it was a foul no, at no, all at the game at the, game, the 70s. at the game it didn't look like it um, but after watching it again um, on the replay uh, I thought it, pro- it, it, it was a foul but definitely not a red card I mean he's gone for the ball completely and Sal is coming through and he hasn't really even touched him I don't know why he went down for five minutes like, yeah. he didn't really touch him Lisa though. you disagree I suspect I think he was lucky to stay on the pitch um, but yeah I mean they didn't half milk it every time they got challenged or touched or you know someone brushed past them they were on the floor for a while so tends, tends look, I mean it was amusing to see company have a word on his way past. He did. But. Stuart? I'm with Finley. I, at the time, I thought it wasn't a foul. I thought it wasn't a foul. But having seen it subsequently, um, a yellow. Someone we've not talked about, and, and it's, not many shows go by, and we've talked deliberately about a number of losses, two or three losses. Then we then had a victory against Liverpool, and there's one key person who was not playing in those losses and played in that game, and we've not talked about him yet. So, so Stuart, you, you can start on this one. And the most underrated players, I always call him, I think, in the Premier League, one of our finest players, someone is almost irreplaceable and we don't seem to have a natural replacement for him. Fernandinho. Fernandinho's the man. And, and, and he's been the critical ingredient in this whole, the whole situation. Yeah. And he's so vital to the team. It's amazing we don't have that replacement. We have nobody on the books that can replace him. I think they've tried to get somebody in, but I don't think Pep would go for a second choice player that he'd you know he's obviously wanted uh, Jorginho or somebody like him and he's not going to settle for a, a sort of mate weight in that in that p- p- uh, position he'll wait till the summer he won't sign anybody in January I don't think but how good is he you know how I mean, good you, is you've, he? you've been watching is... you've been watching City longer yeah. than anybody else with the greatest respect thank you longer than anybody else <laughs> around this table by he some is, margin he's amazingly good he's got an absolute football brain I mean that's that cannot be taught uh, he knows exactly when to go forward, when to when to poke the ball away from somebody. When to sp- his passing is amazing. You know he can reach Sterling or Sane. Uh, he's got great vision, almost as good as De Bruyne and Silva, which is saying something. So he's almost what, ir- irreplaceable. But we, we have to replace thirty-two, well, thirty-three. How old is he? Thirty-four, I think. Thirty-three. Thirty-three. Yeah. yeah, I think he's, I thought it was 30. I don't think he's thirty-four. He's probably yet. got two seasons left, probably if he's managed properly. So what are we going to do, Lisa? 
Mark. Well, you know, obviously I have the answer. (laughs) Um, Yes, of course. (laughs) Find someone quickly. Uh, I think it's a shame that we've not had someone already because it would be good to have them be able to be eased in a bit more than they will be now because, uh, you know, by the time next season comes around, he'll probably be not playing as many games as even his done so this so far this season i don't i don't know i hope they have an answer it's not going to be easy and i think we're everyone else is probably gonna have to work a little bit harder for a while because um whoever it is are not they're not gonna hit the ground running a la fernandinho then you know it, it's gonna take time graham what, what is it about him that that makes the team tick so much when he's in that side and we miss him so much when he's not well he there? allows he allows the front whatever they are five to go and play uh, Silvers and De Bruyne is when he plays uh, the front three <clears throat> he protects the back four he's strong he's physical even though he's a you know, little man really he wins headers um, he's fearless he covers the ground quickly he's aware of things I mean they talk about Chelsea at their best with Mac- the Makaleli position um, he's a better footballer than Makaleli ever, ever was um, but a very similar sort of looking Covers the ground. Kante, very similar. Covers the I ground was going to very, ask you who, very quickly. Who, who, else, who were the other players well, in that role? is probably a better attacking player than, than those two. Mm. Um, uh, but defensively, I think he's got better um, since Pep's arrived. And like any great team player, he's realised that we don't really need him on the edge of the box doing magic because we've got a lot of those. Um, and it takes a lot of discipline for any footballer, whether you're sort of Makaleli or Kante, those sort of guys. People laugh about it because you never get the glory. You don't score many goals. But you are, you are allowing David Silva and Kevin De Bruyne to go and play. Um, and they know he's behind them. And, the, and one thing that's for certain is, and, and going on to David Silva as well, and... Aguero and company the other night I thought was a massive influence just his size like Van Dijk for Liverpool the size you look at him and you think he came out he looked if you're playing against him you'd have a look at company and think oh god <laughs> wouldn't you and he did it he, beat, he, he, he smashed Salah Salah went off in the corner and we didn't see a lot of him afterwards whether that made a difference who knows but City still since 2000 and Mancini time those sort of players, I know Fernandinho came in just after. We haven't really... Bernardo Silva's very good, but he's not David Silva. Um, we haven't had a Fernandinho replacement. Laporte's very good, but he's not company. Um, and we haven't obviously replaced Aguero yet. But they're all coming to the end, yeah. and that is going to be Manchester City's big problem, because uh, that spine is still doing it for us. And in terms of Liverpool and the threat of Liverpool, Finlay, when, when you look at their side and Lisa predicted it and, and got it right, but we're sitting here now where there's a four-point gap. Uh, it's in their hands, if you like. There's still a hell of a long way to go in this season. They've not really had many injuries. They've not had too many upsets along the way. They've only lost the once. Your thoughts now in terms of the title race and, and who are favourites? Some would argue City now have the momentum. If you're a scouser, you'd probably say, what are you talking about? We've, it's in our hands. We're already four points ahead. Where, where do you sit? Uh, well, firstly, I think if Liverpool had the same injuries to their most important players as we had, uh, they would really be struggling. And I think as a compliment to us that we haven't had De Bruyne, David Silva, Aguero and... Um, Fernandinho for and much Mendy. and Mendy <laughs> for a lot of this season who are, who are four or five of our most important players um, missing for different parts of this season and still to be in second and four points behind a really really good Liverpool side is a compliment to us and also I think now in the title race 
no matter how well you play, you're always going to drop points because at some point, someone will score a screamer against Liverpool like Townsend did against us. It is, it is likely to happen and they won't win every game. We were quoted as one of like the best Premier League sides of all time last season and we still lot, we still drew nil-nil against Crystal Palace. It will happen to everybody and you can't go through a whole season without losing or drawing someone. So they are going to drop points and it's whether we stay in touch with them. So with all that being said, you're still sitting on the fence. Um, <laughs> so, so give us your view then in terms of the title race. Who, who are the favourites now then? I think that will be a massive confidence boost for City and we will come out on top, I think, I hope. I don't hope you're wearing your city shirt tonight, which is which is good to see, as you always do. Um, all right, thanks for that. Let's take a quick break. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Welcome back. Let's talk about the Carabao Cup, Lisa. Okay. We've got. Uh, Semi-final opponents this week. First leg, Burton Albion. Yes. You'd like to think over two legs, the mighty Manchester City should be able to beat Burton Albion. No disrespect mm-hmm. to Burton Albion, as they say. You would like to think so. We made slightly hard work of it in the end last season. Um, I, I would like to... OK, I think 7-0 is probably asking a bit much, but I would like to see us finish it at the Etihad. So big, big lead in the first leg. Yes. So, so with that in mind, you're thinking he'll have a he'll surprise us with his lineup, or do you still think he's how many changes? Well, he'll start with Muir. This time he will start with Muir. He's, he's already, already said, said that. He will. Yeah, he's already said that. Yeah. Um, I don't. I, on, I, don't, I actually have no idea. I just have no idea. Like Stuart said before, we just have no idea what he's going to do. Um, I, I, it would seem slightly bizarre to go weaker against Burton Albion in a semi-final than against Rotherham um, but then who are we to judge Pep's genius are, are you with Lisa are you, are yeah, you equally did. in the dark Stuart have you got some I'm inside in the dark, knowledge but he, he, I think he may have learned his lesson from when he uh, when we played United in a semi-final of the League Cup as it then was whatever it was <laughs> and we lost and he didn't he didn't play a, as good a side as he could have done I don't think he'll disrespect Burton Albion too much. I think he'll play a very strong... I think De Bruyne will play. Uh, that's about the only one I would definitely... And the goalkeeper. But um, we're at a bit of a disadvantage playing the first leg at home, really. Is that a disadvantage, Graham, no, do you think? Or do you know you, I was going to say, I thought, I thought you were serious for me. No, I think um, the other thing is I think a lot of the guys that played against Liverpool will play. Uh, yeah. they'll, be, they'll be chomping in the bit to get a game. They, it's, it'll be nearly a week. Um, it's a long time to rest. They will have they will have looked at them in training. There might be one one or two of them that are still feeling the effects. I doubt. Um, and it's not, they haven't got a game till Monday. So I'd imagine there'll be six or seven changes, and he'll be fairly strong. I think Mares will be given another chance in this cup because he seems to have played most of the games. And Sterling and Sane will do their usual half a game each sort of thing. Um, he might play Jesus to give him a bit of confidence and bring Aguero on with 20 minutes to go. But other than that, I imagine Fernandinho will be in and uh, the midfield will be strong. The back four, Laporte and possibly company, I don't know. doesn't matter really. Um, but they'll be, they'll be too strong for Burton. And what is, what is, I was thinking in preparations, what is it about the League Cup? I mean, we keep, we keep winning this, don't we? And, and I know, we, listen, we can't count our chickens and we've got a couple of Premier League uh, teams uh, in the other semi-final, if we get through against Burton, but what, what is it about this competition? Any thoughts on why why we've had so much success recently? 
It's just one of those things. I don't know. Isn't... Well, they take it seriously. Yeah. Uh, the squad, the squad's huge, so that they often are able to like like yesterday's game where they they put eight people, changed eight people who were still pretty much as someone wrote down somewhere. Um, the team that played yesterday, if they played every game, they still come in the top four, and they're they're not our best eleven players. So, you know. We're very strong. That's why we probably keep getting there. So, what are you looking to see then, Finley? Looking forward to in terms of both who's going to start and the sort of score prediction from you. So, you've already predicted we're going to win the league. Um, so, I, I guess we're going to win the Carabao Cup as well. If I ask you that question, but in terms of let's get tomorrow night's first leg out of the way first. Oh, sorry, Wednesday night's uh, first leg out of the way first. Who, who do you want to see in the lineup and, and what do you reckon is going to happen score-wise? Uh, I would like to see quite a similar lineup to Rotherham. Um, in terms of he played just sort of Murek obviously change it out a bit I wouldn't play Fernandinho I'd try someone else in there just work something out I think Bert and Albion aren't going to cause too much of a test for us and we have to find a different f- solution for Fernandinho and I think it's the perfect chance to do it but not John Stones you could play Dolph though not John Stones Gundogan he's finished Gundogan. his suspension not a big Gundogan fan uh, he's he's all right. He's he's just a bit slow. So you're uh, not a Mendy fan. You're not a Gundogan fan. <laughs> who does he like? Uh, who, who do you, do, who, mention a couple of players you do like then. Any, anybody you fancy or not really? You, 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 you... Yeah. Well, I I think that <laughs> you could put Laporte there. I think. But in I don't midfield. Know. I don't know. I don't know. You could put someone there. I don't know. You'd have to work something out. But Edison in midfield. Yeah. Murich yeah. in goal. We, we, we want to see that. We want to see that. But I'd like to see them try and find a solution within the club without. Uh, signing someone else maybe even the younger player that's not Foden anyone in the youth academy I don't know anyone but just try try and work out a solution without spending 50 million for once just see if it works out if it doesn't then go and do that so change the philosophy of the club then okay. overnight then just totally new thinking then no but try Jeff Whitley <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. and what about a score prediction then Finley for the first leg 4-1 City all right. And then two, one away. Okay, so we're through, through to Wembley. Another Wembley trip, yeah. you think? Yeah. I hope you're right. I'll see you there, my friend. Uh, should we talk about Wolves on Monday then as well? Yeah. Um, I was at the Molyneux uh, for the uh, reverse fixture uh, where they uh, held us, of course, which... With an offside handball goal. Well, <laughs> they did well. And they're doing well. You know, and they people played, said they, they would do well. Yeah. You had a great season last season. They Everybody, play good football. It they would do. suit us. Um, it should be a good open game. Uh, We'll win that. Yeah, heard it here first. Year. Like you said, I Crystal will beat Crystal Palace and Leicester and Chelsea as well. That. I never said it. <laughs> Someone did. 3-0. Three 3-0 nil. Three nil or 3-1. Wow. Your thoughts about Wolves then, Lisa, and, and <coughs> what we need to do and to, to beat them? We haven't, we just, we haven't beat them yet. We just need to play with the attitude we've played the last two games. It's as simple as that. Right. Then we'll beat them. Uh, they won't be, it won't be easy to beat them. They're a decent team. But they do have some good results and then some bad results. So hopefully yeah. we just need to play with that intensity. Here, here. <laughs> so let's do some hopes and dreams then for the sort of things you do. It's still early January. Um, so let's do some hopes and dreams for 2019 then, Graham. You, you, so it's so nice to have you back in the studio. It's been too long, my friend. You need to come back more 2019, regularly. hopes and dreams, what, Manchester City-wise? Well, if you want to share, but well, bear your soul and tell us... How is the wife? I don't want to get greedy. How is the wife? She right? She's perfect. Yeah. Absolutely perfect. Good. She's still supporting Arsenal, so uh, nearly in, perfect. Nearly perfect, yeah. Um, hopes and dreams, I'm not going to be greedy. I only want three cups in May. <laughs> Which one are you happy to I'm, uh, give up? Well, I'd like the Premier League first because we're beginning to really dislike the Scousers. Yeah. 
uh, to the Champions League, obviously, because we haven't done that before. Yeah. And then let us throw, they'll, then they'll, they'll throw us out. That'd be great. <laughs> and then three, as we're so close, let's go the League Cup. Would be lovely. And then semi, the, the FA Cup, if they, you know, if, I said to Finley on the way here, because obviously the draw's in a half an hour or so. After the draws we've had this year, after all that, remember Paul used to say the chance of us getting were two billion to one the draws we get getting. This year we've been the opposite. We've had some fantastic easy uh, draws. Um, so even if we get someone horrible away, then um, so be it. And it's not the end of the world, the FA Cup for me, if we can win the other three. And just because you've not been here for a while and we have had this conversation, I just want to just carry on for a second before I ask the other three Sorry. their thoughts. Yes. And, and the Champions League in all seriousness. And it, it's kind of a knockout competition First, we know. Yep. And it, but, but, but that's the league more important than, than the Champions League, you think? Yeah. So that's the Always order. the league. It's got to be back-to-back. Yeah? If, we were, if, we, if it was quite as straightforward as last year, then I would be probably saying, no, I, I'm prepared to lose the lead and let, let's win the Champions League. But because... There's some. I, I know everyone will say the same. There's the, the whole bus thing. I totally agree with. It was a disgrace. We've discussed that before, um, and that whole attitude coming out of Merseyside is appalling. And it would be lovely to see them wallow again. So that's become all-encompassing for me. Yeah. Uh, Lisa, so hopes yeah. and dreams. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Um, hopes and dreams. Oh, I mean, obviously, I always wanted us to win the league anyway. Um, I just hope we do it in some really irritating fashion that pisses them off as much as possible. I think the one thing that... One of the things that I found most disappointing about the game on Thursday night was that the Liverpool fans couldn't just turn around and say it was a game played by two of the best teams mm. that I've seen for a long time in, in the Premier League, and City just about deserved to win it. I was happy to say that. They were excellent. You know, after they scored, I was really quite concerned that they were going to go on and win it, and because they are a good side. But the way they react to it, it just makes me dislike them so much that I would even be happier for Spurs to win the league. That's how bad it's oh, got. Oh, my word. Heaven. That is how bad it's got. those that know Lisa Rabinovitz well know that is a big deal. Um, so, yeah, obviously, I want us to win the league. Um... I would like us to win the Champions League. I think I'm starting to sound a bit greedy, though. Um, I, I am actually really disappointed that we haven't won the FA Cup for a long time. You're such an old-fashioned girl, aren't you? Yeah. You like the <laughs> FA Cup. They she wants well, all four. It was the, fir- four. the thing. It was the first one that we won in my, you know, of any. Uh, the first thing we'd won of any significance in my lifetime. So, and that, and it's already what like eight years ago now. So, um, okay. I think it would be good to win that, and the Carabao Cup. Even if, if we do beat Burton, it's going to be tough, Whoever we, whoever's in the final. Sure. Hopes and dreams, Stuart? All four. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, the problem is we do not play well in the Champions League. We do not play at our best. I can't remember the last time we actually played our A game in a Champions League game. This season, we've been not great against Lyon in both fixtures. I, I don't know. I'd love to win it. And the owners bought the club to win the Champions League, not to win the Premier League. That was, that was a, you know, an added extra. It's going to be tough to win the Premier League. Um, Liverpool have got to drop three points, four points, uh, if our goal difference isn't better. Uh, they will drop points, as Finley said, uh, but probably we will as well. Um, so it's going to be very difficult. The Carabao Cup, I think, we're nailed on. The FA Cup, he'll give it a good go. So... The Checker Trade Trophy, we're still in, going well. 
the point. We're still in the cup. We're doing very well. Are we still in the Czech trade? We are. And we're still in the youth cup as well. So we could have six trophies. Fantastic. I'm looking for three. Three out of six. Three out of six. There's no Czech trade. So finally, 15-year-old Finley, <laughs> what does a 15-year-old hope and dream for in 2019 for Manchester City? I can't wait to hear this. The Champions League and the Premier League. Well, the top two. You heard yeah. it here first. It's been an absolute joy and a pleasure. Huge thanks to my four guests, to Finley, to Graham, to Lisa and to Stuart. This is Nigel Rothman saying thanks for listening and we'll talk to you all very soon. Cheers. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.